BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It is March 7th, 2022. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Where's my train whistle? I was thinking about that the other day. Whatever happened to that thing? It is probably sitting somewhere in the office closet, along with a lot of other recording stuff. There's so much just like random cords and cables. Like before StreamYard, I was thinking about that the other day, before we used StreamYard, and we're not affiliated at all. We just love the service. Uh, Before that, you remember all the hoops we had to jump through to have a remote caller? Join us on on Skype. Like you had to do a mix minus on the mixer where you had auxiliary going but not going into the like you feed their call into the mixer but not into the anyway it's a whole lot of uh garbage that has nothing to do with my train whistle (laughs) no 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 no. i cleaned up my office like two years ago whenever COVID happened uh the studio at the time i cleaned up probably in the summer because you know two weeks to flatten the curve so i was like oh we'll get back to podcasting at some point no, I cleaned it up. It's probably somewhere in my office closet, gotcha. along with a lot of, like I said, like hundreds of other different cable adapters that we bought over the years the, to make things work. Anyway, I'm Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, in the flesh across from me. Um, it feels good, man. It feels good to be back Yeah, for back one back. week yeah, <laughs> before, exactly. uh, before I have to bail, but... Um, yeah, who who are you guys going to have on uh, tomorrow or not tomorrow? Next next Monday. Next Monday, I don't know. Um, we did try to have a couple people on today, couldn't work out. But yeah, we're hoping to have them on Payson and Jess. Who, yeah, <laughs> who said that for? I don't. I don't think we should lend that much credence to it. But what that she said? What she said about Miles Robinson? Yeah, that she was just so glad. No. <laughs> <laughs> you remember you remember she a, a player gets suspended yeah. but it's really great that he yeah. did for yeah you didn't hear what she up. said about ozzy alonzo <laughs> so what what's going on with him i don't know i just think he had some, some sort, sort of a regular yeah and... some sort of regular i don't know if it was a heartbeat a regular heartbeat i don't want to speculate on any like because yeah. that'd be that could be serious it could just oh, be yeah. like a precaution yeah. where the doctors were like we well, should probably hold off on this for right now yeah. for him playing or it could be um anyway sorry i was looking at um i forgot if i had messed with the equipment whenever you were gone last week um yeah or it could be something completely serious i mean you don't want to take any risk given what happened to uh, to um christian erickson and no no uh fabrice mwamba back in the day um just players in general that have had all these cardiac arrhythmias with covid Long, yeah, long COVID symptoms and stuff like that lately. Yeah. So it's best to get it checked out. But um, that was supposed to happen 
today today yeah i just haven't i haven't heard anything i've been today was a very busy day with work so i just want to greet those folks in the trap richard gordon Brittany s edgar hernandez anthony neitzel llama rama brian olivas thank you guys for um spending time with us on this monday evening this is disgusting it's so gross outside like this all week yeah and yeah, yeah, be for sure. In the twenties this weekend, super excited. Yeah, I stoked for it. No, yeah. I will be. I will be. Um, we're going to be up in Seattle, not going to Lumen Voice Field or Seattle anything. Seattle Sounders. Yeah. Tim Herb. <laughs> I'm switching sides. No, we're going up for uh, vacation. Um, <laughs> Joe, my father-in-law, just said that uh, Oma. Yeah. Oma Judy. Yeah. Uh, Angie's mom, Florence's grandma, is her Oma is available to do the podcast next week with you. So that's <laughs> that is a really good yeah. suggestion. You should just have the setup here. So all she has to do is come in and her and Joe can join. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. I'll see that what would I'll be see, amazing. Yeah. I'll see what can happen. But um yeah. Um anyway. Well, StreamYard works on your phone, even. Yeah, I'm on it now. Yeah, so as long as I can set up the Streamyard link, I can just text the link to her. You could <laughs> just join on her phone. You no, could no fancy yeah. equipment required. That could be fantastic. <sighs> um, anything housekeeping? If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button, notification bell icon. Um, we go live every Monday evening, sometime between eight and eight thirty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, sometimes life is a little busy and sometimes we get, we get here a little after eight o'clock. We've been really good about getting going on time lately. We have. So this is just, um, yeah, just one of those nights, I guess it's, um, but if you guys are listening to us on podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe or it will subscribe. Yes. But, uh, give us five stars or four star, whatever. And give us feedback. Yeah. Mario over here. And do like an all emoji review. We used to do that. And those were funny. Something. Those were fun. Yeah. Something. Three away know. from 500. That's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> that three away from 500 on YouTube is killing me. Yeah. And then it's going to get to 500. Oh my God. And then it's killing me. Pure those farts. Just. Are you blaming him? Uh, no, this is bad. Yeah. This is awful. Oh yeah. God. They get, they get pretty bad. Oh, it's yeah. right underneath me. <laughs> it's coming up from the depths, man. Yeah. It's oh. coming. The, the farts are coming from inside the house. <laughs> It's <laughs> so bad. Oh yeah. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's bad. Do you not? Do you miss this about? Uh, no, you don't miss this, this at all so about uh, recording in person? Yeah. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Oh. So there's that. There's that. It's just like old times. It's like somebody pooped on me. Yeah. Yeah. You better check your shoes. <sighs> Oh, that's disgusting. Okay. Hey, sometimes he just has an upset stomach and it happens. Well, got me in the mood to talk about that game on Saturday. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Quite a segue. <laughs> Quite a segue. Uh, for those of us that could watch the game, or yeah. those of you that could watch the game. Yeah. Um, so what was the deal? How how quickly did Elevation Sports kick in on Bally for the first half? Um, they kicked in... Within the first couple of minutes. Okay. Um, so you didn't really miss much? No. I was worried because the the Atlanta United pregame didn't air as it was te- like supposed to the 30 minutes leading up to kick. And then kick. First of all, I can we do a petition or something for whatever the fuck schedule says the time of the game is? That's what time it is. I'm sick of this. Like some games, it's... 20 minutes after what they state the time to be when the kick actually happens. Other times it's right on the dot, like opening game. We got there. We got to Mercedes Benz like right at kick or what right at scheduled time. And I was like, Oh, it's going to be fine. We're going to have an extra 15 minutes or so. Not a big deal. It was nope. nationally televised. I know. So there's usually exactly. only like an eight minute buffer exactly. for advertised to kick. It sucks. It's yeah. stupid. So, um, but yeah, this this past weekend uh, game was scheduled for kick at six, I believe, and uh, it kicked in. The technical difficulty stuff fit, got itself sorted out like ten minutes after six, and it was uh, only just like two minutes into the game or something like that. So it wasn't a huge lag where we didn't get to see 
first yeah. half or something. It's actually like I'm used to European soccer where it says it starts at 11 a.m. It's, it's on like at 11 a.m. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we are better at our our broadcast. Like we have less of a buffer yeah. on average than yeah. does MLS. That's yeah, true. but MLS. It's. I feel like most American sports are like this. Oh yeah. Because NBA, I feel like tips off, like tip off is at seven, but then but you yeah, tune in at seven. And it's pregame, somehow, exactly. Yeah. That's all it is. Well, especially for soccer, where it's forty five minutes uninterrupted, so they're going to milk the couple of minutes at the front end as much yeah. as possible. So yeah, and then just have the sponsored clock in the top. Yeah, exactly. At least yeah. it's not war footage that cuts to an Applebee's commercial side by side. Dude, it was so ridiculous. Yeah, that was unbelievable. War sirens to eating good in the neighborhood. Yeah, because yeah, it's good. literally air raid sirens in Ukraine. And then all of a sudden you see the eating good in the neighborhood. <laughs> <sighs> um, so Brittany asked that she was using the ESPN Plus um, app and she had the uh, the Rapids broadcast. I had the Rapids broadcast on um, Valley Sports for the first half and then it switched over at, yeah. at, at the second half. So. Yeah. Um, I still was unable to get... I'm just going to break down. I'm going to get cable. I think we're going to get it whenever we get I back. I think that was the frustrating part to me and, and others online, which was uh, people on ESPN Plus that were blacked out and then the others that, like me, who had gotten cable just to be able to watch sports essentially and the regional sports networks. And so for them to be delayed was really, really frustrating because that's, that's literally why I have cable. So, um, right. so to see technical difficulties in world series of poker during the broadcast yeah. that I'm paying month over month to watch was a little maddening, but that's you got to sort it out. I used to watch so much world series of poker, yep. man, back in yep. high school. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That and World Poker Tour. I don't think you were I don't think you were let's say a guy from 2005 until 2009 who yeah, missed, who missed the Texas Hold'em. Yeah, the no limit surge. the tur- yeah, 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 yeah. And then just Whether watching you're the playing title online yeah. or watching stuff or playing with friends or whatever. <sighs> like I feel like it, everybody caught that bug during But then I felt like it got so watered down like oh, yeah. bowl games. Oh yeah. Like there was a exactly. bracelet for every type of exactly. poker game imaginable. Exactly. So this is like It's uh, like Fortnite expansion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're competing for the blindfolded three card flip over one of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so Lama Rama says I was in ba- Macon at the time and had to go to the radio broadcast. Um, I guess that is the saving grace, right? Like the Odyssey app, you can listen to Jason, you can listen to Mike uh, do the call, which they're always great doing the call. Um, yeah, it just sucks. I think I was listening to soccer down here. They were saying that that was the first broadcast that they had traveled for since like 2019 and to have it go like that was... They did it big, man. I don't know if you saw Mike Conti's tweet of that... Colorado tomahawk steak that he got. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was about the size of half of this table. Yeah. Looked incredible. Yeah. That does sound pretty incredible. Your toe would have exploded. Yeah. Probably so. <laughs> it probably worth it though. Yeah. It needs to be surgeried anyway. That's true. Yeah. It needs to get sliced up and stitched up. Um, so were we riding too high off of the match? I don't. I don't against know against SKC that. opening week. You know, you. See, I've seen things cut so many different ways. I think the last minute pivot in the lineup with Ozzy's unavailability yeah. certainly changed the dynamic quite a bit. Um, not having Aruju obviously changed things a bit, but we saw the team adjust in week one, so I don't think that that necessarily had as much bearing on the result. I think it was more the adjustment defensively that the lineup took with Ozzy out and the other players that were unavailable currently with the green card issues that made the biggest difference. Um, Franco looked abysmal for the better part of 90 minutes. Um, First match in a while, right? I guess he played some in preseason, yeah, but yeah, um, I feel like he's got him half a season to get warmed up last year. So oh, we'll see. God. Yeah. I was going to uh, say oh, he has a guy prime for taking his spot. So, yeah. 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 So that combined with players just being pulled and pushed out of position. And I think George Campbell was playing center defensive mid 
for the better part of the game. Didn't do too bad, right? No, wasn't, yeah. wasn't terrible. But again, I think all of those things, um, along with the fact that Colorado really pressed the better part of the game. Um, and defensively, we just looked... It, it, it was so the positional awareness was one thing and players being put out of position, but also just I felt like the team didn't necessarily rise to the situation either. Um, there was a lot of sloppy passes in the backfield. Guzan almost gets dispossessed on a very easy pass between him and I forget if it was Campbell or Robinson, just a pass out of the backfield that they almost intercept and put away like just little stuff like that little simple mistakes that passes weren't really crisp they weren't really playing cohesively or consistently in possession on the back line um it was just it was just sloppy on the back half of the field i felt like for the better part of the game um offensively speaking i think that they were pretty decent um i think Hosetu probably had the biggest bounce back from week 1 and was probably my player of the match for the game saturday uh, or sunday rather sunday yes saturday 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 yeah, yeah it was saturday um yeah i thought that he for his lack of ability to make that second pass or to continue the string of possession in week one. I felt like that was reconciled in week two by him big time. And he was consistently either in a position at the top of the 18 to take a shot on goal or make that second pass to get it to somebody in play to try to take a shot on goal. Joseph had one or two near misses. I mean, offensively speaking, I thought the team really did well, but defensively it was just, it was a mess, man. Yeah. That's what Brittany S says. Franco lost his assignments. And I think, I mean, you're never, I feel like you never should be one player away from playing like that, but you do remove Ozzy that um on that short of notice and then it really like uh yeah i mean i think it really screws up the flow coming into the defense right like your assignments completely change at that point george campbell is being put in a tough position because he's playing advanced which i think he's played at center defense mid a handful of times but not it's not definitely not his strong suit i don't think but it's not even so much like his aptitude there i think it just changes the dynamic of I think it changes the, di- the dynamic of the midfield more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it just like, I don't know, it compounds in the way that it gets back to the back line. I, I Brittany had Brittany asked saying Frankel lost his assignments. Yeah. He was consistently getting caught in no man's land. Uh, first goal. Uh, I don't remember if it was the first or second. Um, definitely two of the three and could have potentially been a third. Um, Franco was involved in, um, I think it was the second one isn't entirely on Franco. It, it was a bad interception at the top of the 18. And I forget who it was on Twitter that had mentioned that. And I, I agree. It wasn't up to Franco to save that, but he still got pulled way out of position and lost his assignment there. And um, that second goal was, I, I forget again, which one was which, but the one that he completely left his man was definitely on him. I mean, that, yeah. that one could have been avoided. And so, you know, was it really a three nil loss at like the final score says, or was that last goal just giving up, giving up? It seems yeah. like, I, I think maybe you can chalk that up to that. I know there's going to be a lot of things that the fan base and myself can sort of pull from as far as making excuses, whether it's the elevation or, um, you know, the officiating was really, really inconsistent at best. Uh, I think there was like eight cards in the first half or something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that's insane. Um, and the the st- the condition of the field was really sloppy too. Um, so much so that I think the I think that Kevin Egan was saying that they were supposed that the Rapids were supposed to practice on the field leading up to the match, but the field was in such poor condition they couldn't damage it any further just by practicing on it so they didn't even practice on it this past week just so that it would be in is that just because of the snow um the snow and then they also had the ccl match there uh oh, prior yeah. and i think it took some dings during that but yeah, yeah it was that makes sense pretty poor condition um but again all of those things i feel like 
maybe that's a touch here or a play there, but it doesn't lead to the overall picture of what the match was. Yeah. And I don't think that you can blame uh, that result or that performance on those couple of things. Yeah. No, for sure. I, you know what? So there's a couple things that go through my mind. One, Colorado won the West last year. Oh, yeah. Um, granted, they lost two of their best players, if not maybe their best players in Cole Bassett and, uh, and Kellen Acosta. Um, but that I don't know that losing those two players is necessarily enough to make you into you know a really bad squad. And I don't think anybody is uh, not a bad night away playing Carlos Vela from giving up a hat trick to him. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's yeah. just that good. I mean, you, there's there's only so much that you can take from the game that we played against SKC, all things considered. And same thing with LAFC, with Colorado. There's so much parity in this league. And I think it was, um, I don't know, MLS Buzz or somebody like that on Twitter that said something to the effect of like... um you know, you're a few injuries or um, visa issues away in this league from having, you know, um, like surprise results or like upsets like that or whatever from having consistent results. Yeah. Um, it's true, right? I mean, like oh, yeah. we're sitting, we talk about how deep this team is, especially in the midfield, but when you're missing, uh, let's see, what, like four, four, four midfielders, five, yeah. four or five midfielders yeah. between. So George Campbell is what, probably your fourth or fifth choice to play back uh, in center defenseman. Yeah. I mean, you have Ozzy, you have Ibarra, you have Santi Sosa, you have Sadich who can play back there whenever he has better attacking partnership in the midfield or better controlling partnership in the midfield. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. we're so far behind yeah. with, with those uh, visa issues. And I don't know if I, are, are we the only team that's having those issues? Which I can't, is crazy can't be to me right because of how how great Atlanta United's legal department has been with these issues in the past, where they've been able to flip these things and get players into the lineup and get them out there and playing so quickly. And so to see this come up with players that have been on the roster for well over a year, like Sosa, I, I don't know how that's happening. Um, yeah. That I mean, because it it does play a huge part in. Like you said, that depth is that much more depleted whenever your first, second, third string guys are all having to sit because of injuries or whatever. And then you've also got to contend with visas. Like that's those those things are in your control and yeah. should be taken care of coming into this. You know when the season starts. Again, these guys have been on the roster for 18 months now. Like there's Yeah, I just don't know how much the like is the state department maybe just backed up or whatever uh, anthony neitzel brings up another like kind of the forgotten man in the midfield yeah. emerson Hyndman. yeah i mean he's still not close um so that's like an injury obviously that we're we're having to wait for uh for the recovery octavio mingura saying we're not the only squad with visa issues and the only one that comes to mind that i'm pretty sure of is i would guess because douglas costa for la galaxy was such a huge signing he hasn't stepped foot on the field to my knowledge for them yet he definitely wasn't in the match against charlotte on saturday um i'm guessing him i don't know if lucas or uh, lorenzo insigne from uh toronto if is if they're dealing with visa issues cuz i don't think that he has stepped foot on the field they got trashed by red bulls on they saturday did. they did lewis morgan not so Lewis Morgan torches us all the time. Like the first, what, two years of inner Miami's uh, existence, yep. always a bugaboo for us on yep. a shitty inner Miami team. Oh, yeah. He's going to Red Bulls who we already have a problem with beating. He's going to probably torch us too. Like that guy is, yeah. he's, yeah, that guy, you know, very how Toronto has been in recent years too. Yeah. So, so like the biggest waste of talent, the, those teams are such huge wastes of talent in, but somehow, Toronto and Seattle will end up slumping <laughs> through the first 16 games yeah. and make it into the playoffs and make a run for it. Well, so. Toronto didn't do it last year, but <laughs> last true. year was the exception as yeah. opposed to the rule. And that rule being you slug through the exactly. first or slump through the exactly. first 16 games. And that's yeah. where I think that it, while, yes, the performance Saturday and the result from Atlanta United was very disappointing, I think it was more disappointing just because of how well they had performed in week one. I don't think that that's indicative about the way the season's headed. My concern is that I just I feel like so long now Atlanta United's been in this pattern of like just wait, like just wait until Martinez is healthy. Just wait until we've got all three of the DPs on the field at the same time. Just wait until, you know, we've got uh, more depth at whatever position. You know, it's just constantly like we're in this perpetual state of waiting that I'm just 
Like we have yeah. all the pieces. Like I'm just ready to see them all out there. And and it's just getting to be wait until we've got a new manager and he's got a couple games. Like yeah. I, I guess that's the other thing too is that I had gotten so um, used to that mentality and approach that the team had come out with those last, what was it? The last 10 games. How many games did Pineda have at the end of the season? Once he came, it's probably around there, right? Yeah, it was eight or 10 games. Those last eight or 10 games, the team came out every game living and dying by the result. And I feel like I had gotten so accustomed to that fight attitude on the field. And so much of that came from Aruju and what he was doing and what Barco was doing and what Joseph was doing. And I feel like so much of that was in that first match too at home where it was like the team came out, they had something to prove that it just, some of that was just not there this past weekend. And it's not going to be there every game. I get that. It's not sustainable and I, I totally understand, but at the same time, the the point that Atlanta United's in where you are bringing in your third, fourth, fifth position or player in a particular position, I want to see everybody out there that's not got a starting position really fighting to potentially get one. And I don't think that, you know, again, Franco's performance was not one of somebody in the starting 11, in my opinion. No, and and he should not be so comfortable exactly. in his position knowing that George Campbell has exactly. stood out in exactly. every single match that he's played exactly. uh, in the back line, at least in, in recent memory. Um, I was going to say, Pineda, I think, had 14 games last year. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, the last 10 were really yeah. the hot streak, right? Because yeah. they, they had strung quite a few together. Yeah, we won the, seven games. Yeah. Last yeah. year, so um, so Anthony Neitzel says we're we drag our heels on everything, um, and then Octavio Mingura said the only exception to that mentality is where uh, or where we weren't waiting for all the pieces to come in place was 2017 when Tito and Miggy stepped up. We haven't had that kind of fight since. Yep. Um, yeah, it's hard to argue with. Not to be like a downer because no, well, I mean, there's the last, so I, much season left to play. Right. So last week. The thing with that game is, though we lost Araujo so early in the game, his goal set us up for such a different mentality for the rest of the match. Yeah. Um, I still contend. I don't think Colorado's a bad team. No. I think they're a good team. But I don't think that we're a 3-0 loss on the road worse than Colorado. I think that's... No. If, if it was a 1-0, okay, I'd take it. Three, like, this team should not be losing 3-0. Even even with missing four starters, not with the not with the way that those goals were scored, that has nothing okay. to do with the starters. You've That's still got fair. quality talent on the back line, and two of those goals, like I said, the third one was a giveaway, and the second one could have easily been avoided with somebody who you would expect to be in starting eleven just playing his man and playing with some level of intensity that he consistently didn't do throughout the game. It wasn't like it was just a one play. We'll concede that it was a, it was a pattern of play over the course of ninety minutes that he was consistently engaged in, in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, what what's what's the deal with Alan Franco? Because I felt like he endeared himself to everybody. Again, everybody, like everybody in the fan base at the end of last year. It, it, everybody. I mean, Dan was one that was like, I don't. You know, he and I got in that whole thing about Franco and uh, walks and who's going to start. And I said, well, Franco's the DP. He's going to he's going to have the starting position. And then walks cemented himself in that position. Like, I don't know, man. I don't think that. And then Franco comes in, plays just sort of middle of the road comparatively to how walks lackadaisical is a word I would like to use with a lot of his performances. And so he didn't really stand out. But then the back half or the back. 10 or 12 games, he really seemed to turn it yes. on. Yeah. I mean, he didn't at one point he lead us in assists over the yes. stro- like the last stretch he of games. He actually has the most assists, I think, for, in a single game for. Oh, yeah. It was like three, yeah, right? He had yeah. like three. Yeah. yeah at one of the games at the end of last year. Yeah. I, it's tough, though, because you have a new manager who, I mean, isn't tied to any. He didn't, per- like, he no. wasn't the guy that helped purchase you or like he, it wasn't his direction to the front office to say, go, um, to go Again, get Alan Franco. Like, my, my issue is not the result. It's how the result happened. I, I don't, 
it's not that Atlanta United lost. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think because of the roster and everything, your your build of play from the midfield forward, I'll concede yeah. not scoring anything, even though they had chances. They they could have got on. I mean, Joseph was just a half step away from just slotting one home. He 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 takes a first touch when he should have just one touched it. Um, just just a bad heads up play there. Um, Hosetu takes a rip that just happens to get deflected. Again, there were chances in that game, offensively speaking, but to the point about the lineup and who was actually playing, there weren't bad players or inexperienced players playing. No, that's defensively. fair. Yeah. And and from that standpoint, you do have a plethora of defenders in because of the lineup issues that you've got, and you don't expect to see three goals put in on that quality of player. Yeah. No, that's fair. Especially the performances you saw at the end of last year. And so. it's not like they got scored on like fucking Charlotte just did either. Like Charlotte weathered the storm. I think, I think galaxy had like 19 or 20 shots and 10 of them were on goal and it took a worldie for them yeah. to drive a one nil result. Like hats off to them, man. Like that's, that's what I'm saying is like those three goals that Colorado scored were not good goals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that sucks. Um, I I don't know how quickly the immigration issues will get sorted out. It does suck that it. I I hate that we're waiting again. Like to go back to it, I hate that we're waiting on green cards for guys that have been on this team and played plenty yeah. last year. Yeah, it's just because we overextended ourselves and used their international slots and didn't anticipate. Yeah. needing to get them a green like yeah. or that it was going to take this long. I don't know what's going on, but I guess onward and upward yeah. past Colorado. I mean, yeah. You're, I think you're always going to be due for a bad result. That's let's hope this is like one of the few, if not the only one that we see on the road against the West. I mean, going in, I think <laughs> I elevation I'll take a, I'll take a 3 nil loss to Colorado on the road a lot easier than I will a potential three loss at home to the worst team in the East right now coming off of back-to-back losses. If we lose to Charlotte Saturday, is Charlotte the worst <laughs> team in the East though. Are no, they worse than, no. Char- they I, worse I, than I Cincinnati? I definitely don't think yeah. that they are. I don't think they're um, worse than Cincinnati. No, no, but that will hurt a lot worse if we, if we get thumped on Saturday. Um, okay. So Steven, nil. Steven Perales, who also brought out, he's like, he said he was late to the late to the live stream. How many, uh, how much of the fan base is already saying hashtag Pineda out? Hopefully none of them. Yeah, no kidding. They don't deserve to be um, spoken to or thought of uh, as adult human beings. Uh, Stephen Prowl is saying also, Franco is very talented on any other day. Don't think he should be dropped over one game. If he did that against the likes of Cincinnati or Charlotte, then we should start Fair talking enough. about dropping him. Fair enough. Um, Anthony Neitzel, I'm not Guzan out, but he's got to pick it up or parts of the fan base are going to start getting louder. I, I don't think that that's going to take much much pushing there. I think that the majority of the fan base, regardless of his performance, unless he's bringing in clean sheets every other game or distributing the ball inbound. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's or not to the other team. Or again, you're, you're look at that distribution on a very simple pass out of the box that he's just barely, possessing you know yeah, those kinds know. of things you can't do that i mean and he's got to be careful oh, not i mean he's our captain still right like he's mm-hmm. yeah he's still cemented himself as a, a regular starter but it's not like we don't have we didn't sign somebody in dylan castanera to be the backup to yeah. him like if i'm not saying any i don't know it's i think it's not the biggest problem that we have right now but um i also don't think we have a lot of problems outside of just roster select like Having the uh, the the team sheet filled out, um, and then Pierce Hicks to that point. After years of telling folks not to worry about international slots, I'm now worried about international slots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to be um, inserting academy kids more often into maybe. this. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I, again, I, I think it was just um, <clears throat> an unfortunate situation. I, I agree with what. Stephen Perales said, "Like I'm, I'm not ready to throw Franco out entirely, but again, you exp- you would hope to see at least a better performance, and it's not yeah. just one or two plays. Like that was, you're right, it was a bad day, <laughs> and it was a really bad day on his part. I feel like, um, yeah, I mean, and, and I don't think it's like downplaying it all or like ex- excusing it, but to Anthony Neitzel and your point, the elevation does play a factor. Yeah, absolutely. granted." You got to still be ready for it. I feel like, um, 
Yeah, I'm just I'm you know praying that Ozzy Alonso is not out for that long. We just I I guess I should look that up real quick. Um, yeah, and he's I don't also know if asking any updates today. Yeah, um, and then Octavio Mangura saying uh, real talk. What happened to Rocco's Rios Novo? Uh, back to Lemus, right? Yeah, 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 he's back there. Um, let's see. I don't think there has been an update. Well, we did get an update on uh, Aruju. Uh, four weeks. Four weeks. So um, going up on a or coming up on an international break. Which let's just go ahead and call it six. He's yeah, not yeah, coming yeah. back in four weeks for sure. Um, so I, I don't expect to see him in this lineup until mid-April. At the earliest, I'd say. Um, I just don't think that you risk bringing him back. Again, just as much as the second game isn't going to break Atlanta United season, the next six weeks isn't going to break the season either. Um, You've got plenty of talent on the team, especially if you can get these roster slots filled and hope that Ozzy's healthy, hope that you get him back in. Um, You've got players like Dom and others ready and chomping at the bit to get up there and make an impact. I think that if you can get Sosa in there, again, it gives you a little bit more of what you're looking for on that midfield possessional awareness. And so I think that with those things, you don't need Aruju, and I don't think that you need all six weeks to go your way either. To your point, there is an international break in there as well. So Yeah, and we don't have the hardest schedule right up until that international break either. Like He's a guy that relies on his agility and his speed, right? Like yeah. We need to not rush a muscle injury back like that because no. Lord knows it's easy to aggravate that again. Exactly. So. Absolutely. And, and I don't think – I think I would rather have him back for the last 28 games than I would rather have him here for those three games at the beginning of the season that will not matter whatsoever. Because where did Gonzalo Pineda come from? Seattle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and Pierce uh Pierce Hicks also saying this is the weakest will be all season to your to that point. Absolutely. I think yeah, I think that's you'd rather have that happen right now, get it out of the way. If Atlanta can stay a I don't even I'd say even I'd say just at 500, just under a 500 record going into April, I think we'll be totally fine. I don't think yeah, we I know, need for to sure. be yeah. playing lights out. No. Um, and we've seen teams do that time and time again. And I, I think I've come around to this whole <sighs> as much as I hate MLS playoffs, there's it's it's inevitable. I am inevitable. Exactly. Yes. Man. I mean, if the supporter shield isn't gonna mean anything except for a bye week, and then you're still gonna get <laughs> thrashed. <laughs> What was the last time a supporter shield winning squad or team won MLS Cup? Hell if I know. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Was it Colorado? Is that pure less snoring? Yes. Oh, wow. It's snoring or farting. I can't tell. No, that's more. snoring. You, you, <laughs> if it was that long and that loud, you know, it was, uh, you would know if it was the other. Um, um, but yeah, like I said, it, the playoffs and like I said, I, I've just, I've kind of given up, especially over the last couple of years with Atlanta United and seeing how little that position within playoffs matters and your seating really matters or matters for much aside from home field advantage. I don't care if they're six or seven limp in baby, as long as they're in, in, they've got to run at it. You know, Um, obviously I'd, I'd prefer them to be in a position to where they get that home field standing, but is it essential? No, no, Um, I don't think as long as they're in and they're in a good run of form at the end of the season, that matters way more to me than, Again, back to this whole point of do you bring Aruju in unnecessarily early on? No, because I'd rather him be healthy whenever you need him down the stretch and you're going to really need him healthy going into playoffs. Yeah. Um, Nick Lazo, new name in the trap, saying, why does it take until midseason for Miles to perform at his best? 
Every season has been this way. Also, the Colorado loss is uh, a bad loss. They will be at the bottom of the West. Terrible attacking presence. I don't know, man. I, I still don't think that a team loses two players and they go from first to worst in I don't the West. Think, I, I don't yeah. know that they'll be worst in the West. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think that they're the best, arguably, especially not with those goals. Like I said, those weren't stellar goals that they put in on Atlanta United this past weekend, and they they clearly had a point to prove. I mean, that was the first time Atlanta has played them since 2019, too. Oh, wow. Um, really? Which is another point to make. Um, you know, teams have to watch film, and I think that there is something to be said about playing teams consistently that you sort of know what to expect, especially if you're playing them multiple times in a season. You can kind of reconcile with some of the mistakes that you made earlier on. So, yeah, first time that Atlanta's played Colorado since 2009. I did not realize that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. And the first game that Colorado has scored. That's COVID related, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And this is the first game that. Colorado has scored on Atlanta United, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that's, I guess, neither here nor there at this point. I don't know. Miles Robinson, we're missing him for this weekend's match against Charlotte. Um, Hopefully, that's not going to be super impactful. Charlotte's still yet to score a goal. If Alan Franco's performance after the game, what's that? Did you see Miles Robinson's teeth after the game? No. His front two teeth got a little bit wider apart. Like he's got a bigger gap in his front teeth. What? Yeah. He's dude, I'm telling you, he's going full LGP, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you got me there. I was like, what? Did he get punched? Did he take an elbow to the mouth? He's or evolving, something? dude. He's, he's evolving. evolving. Yeah, he's gonna have blonde he's hair changing. next. <laughs> Well, he needs a he needs to sit out a game so he can power up, mm-hmm. right? He needs to spend. He's a sensu bean. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, like if the performance that Alan Franco put out against Colorado is just a blip, then you don't have to worry so much with him and George Campbell being back there together. And take it for what you will. Um, you know, I feel like that's where Pineda's really great. I think, um, and maybe it's different in the locker room, but certainly. Outwardly, he was very pleased with the way that Atlanta United played, all things considered. And everything that he talked to the media about was that he was happy with how the team played. And, and maybe he is, but, um, you know, that gives me some relief that he's not really worried about it. But I think that's also a coach's job to try to stem the tide a little bit and yeah. keep, keep things steady. And hopefully, you know, in the locker room and during practice this week, he'll be able to work with those guys on those situations and make some adjustments in that lineup. But knowing, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to go into this week of prep, knowing what their roster is going to be because of the assumption that Ozzy's not going to be available. And we know that miles Robinson isn't going to be available. So and we can't count on Sosa probably no, playing exactly. the full 90. We yeah, can't expect yeah. Franco Barra. We can't expect Tiago Almada. Yeah. Um, Matt Wisniewski, no, no lies detected here saying Campbell was playing out of position and miles and Franco didn't get much time together in preseason. We hurt, hurt ourselves more than Colorado hurt us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still think, yeah, we're going to be okay. Oh, yeah. It's going to be for fine. Sure. For sure. Sky's not falling. No. No. Um, not at all. It was disappointing, but it's not, like I said, it's not season ending by any stretch. It's just, it's disappointing the circumstance of how it happened. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It is MLS. Like, can you do it on uh, an away trip a mile high? Again, and, and it's... And snowy, not snowy conditions, but... I hate to snow keep beating a dead horse here, but again, it's... <sighs> I think it's the, the three goals is what bugs me more than anything. Because again, that's your first tiebreaker is your goal differential, right? No, wins. Oh, what, in, right, ML, in MLS, right. it's that's wins. Right. It is wins. Yeah. That's, it is and wins. then it goes to goal differential. Yeah, but it does matter for something. You yeah, know? no, and for so sure. To, so to be in a hole essentially out the gate by three goals like that is... One goal. We're one goal negative right, right yeah, now, yeah. which is not the worst spot no, to be in. No. I haven't even looked at the standings. It feels like... Parity is abound in MLS right now. Um, just the amount of upsets or crazy finishes like the San Jose finish that they had. Uh, I think that game finished 3-3. Um, yeah, there's been some really... I mean, Austin with Charlotte was what, 5-0 the first game? Austin is 9 up on goal differential. It's crazy. 10-1. It's crazy. Their goals 4 versus against. 
That is crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Who do they have this week? Uh, I know they played see. Charlotte week one. I didn't know. I didn't realize that Austin they had. FC. Are you talking about this past weekend? Yeah. Houston. Uh, yeah. Houston. No. Let's see. No, Miami. It was Miami yesterday. I didn't realize. In Cincinnati the week before. Blown them out that much. They beat Cincinnati. No, it was, it was Charlotte. It was Cincinnati. Was it Cincinnati? Yeah. Who did Charlotte play week one? Uh, who wrong, did they buddy. play? No, Nashville. I think you're wrong. No, hold on. Hold I think on. You're wrong. DC. It was DC. It was 3 nothing against DC. Why did I think that they played Austin? I don't know. Austin played Cincinnati week one. Yes. 5 nothing. Uh, yes. And then 5-1 yesterday against Inter Miami. So they're tops in the league in terms of wins or points and goal differential. Um, New York Red Bulls not far behind with five goal differential and they're, uh, six points. A lot of that thanks to Lewis. Helped them out too. Yeah. Lewis Morgan's first half hat trick that he had against Toronto. So here's the standings right now. New York Red Bulls in first, DC in second, Columbus. So we have, so DC and New York are tied on points, tied on wins. Um, and then New York has the New Jersey, I should say, has the goal differential tiebreaker. Then Columbus, Orlando, New England, Philly, all at four points. We're in seventh alone at seventh at uh, with three points. Then Chicago's got two points. Um, NYCFC has one. Toronto has one. Miami has one. Montreal, Charlotte, and Cincinnati. The three donuts in the East. I don't know how wow. much of that's going to change. Montreal, I thought, would be a better squad than that. but um, Yeah, it's so early, man. It's hard to tell who's really... No, for sure. I think the West might be... Okay. The West might be set. If Austin really is this good... Uh, Matt Wesnowski said most goals through two the first two games in MLS history for Austin. Okay. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's very impressive. Um uh, did you watch the Portland game last I night? Did. Yeah, I did. I think that's a bicycle kick. Yeah, close enough. Uh, yeah, it's an overhead. It, I think we're splitting hairs, hairs here. Anthony Neitzel. If you guys haven't watched, Yimmy Chara, or Jimmy Chara, I guess, uh, of Portland has scored bicycle kicks in back-to-back weeks. The first one, for sure, a bicycle. Yesterday, a lot of contention going for the on trike. Twitter. He's yeah, going for he, the tricycle. He, oh, he's going for the tricycle. <laughs> he's down for the count, but it was worth it. You know. Um, yeah. Or no, you're talking about next week. Next week. I know you're talking about, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the, I I don't know. Felipe Cardenas was very up in, up in arms about the, uh, about that being considered a bicycle kick. But so this is the West and I don't know how much changes um, the rest of the season. Unicycle kick is Brittany says. <laughs> What'd she say? The unicycle, unicycle kick. <laughs> okay. I could see that, right? Because he barely got, I don't even know if he got his second foot off the ground. He did make a preseason bet with Calvin Ridley that he'd only <laughs> score off of bicycle kicks. <laughs> did you hear about that? Uh, yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. Real dumb. Yeah. Real dumb. Regardless of like whether you think what Calvin Ridley did was worthy of a full year suspension, you know the precedents yeah. that have been set in yeah. sports prior. Yeah. With gambling, I know there's a whole lot about a what what aboutism with Ray Rice and uh, domestic abuse and all that, which I agree with. I don't, but I'm also the mindset like those one of those should be a longer suspension. Yes. I don't, I don't know that a player betting on football right. should be. Ah, that's so stupid. Yes, he's like I got to take a mental health break for the entire year and go bet on football. He's like he tweeted out too. He's like I only did, it was only fifteen hundred dollars, bro. And I'm like you you tell me <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Oh, um, so the West here's the West. Austin's uh, on top due to goal differential, but they're on six points with LA Galaxy, who look like a I don't know. I guess a good defensive squad. They have two uh, two goals to uh, to none allowed. LAFC back potentially. They made a lot of. I mean, like I said, they made a lot of chances against Charlotte. LAFC or LA Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they I think they'll probably start falling. And then you have to take into account Douglas Costa, who might be one of the more talented players to come into MLS, getting folded into that squad with Chicharito. I think they're going to be a pretty explosive team, especially if Efra Morales can. Um, or not Efra Morales. Ah, oh, damn it. Ephraim Morales is our player. Why can't... Who scored the goal for LA Galaxy on Saturday? Starts with an A. Ah, oh, damn it. Starts with an A. Damn it. What now is... I'm having a brain fart. I don't know why I, I was thinking of Ephraim Morales. 
Damn it. My brain's gone too. Oh, my brain is gone on this uh, on this Monday evening. It's almost nine o'clock. We should be talking about Arby's, but we're not. It was um, Efren Alvarez. Alvarez, that's who it was, yeah. Yeah, Efren Alvarez. Sorry. Um, what a goal, too. <laughs> Just like where he put that ball um, yeah. from that angle. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, let's see. Back to the standings. MLS does this like click trapping where you can't just hit the back button. Do you know what I'm talking about? Whenever you, whenever websites trap you on a page, you oh, can't yeah. hit the back button. It just yeah. keeps shooting you back. Um, yeah, like- yeah. LAFC, Nashville, Salt, Rail Salt Lake, all on four points. They're in third, fifth, and or third, fourth, fifth. Colorado in sixth. Uh, Kansas City in seventh. Portland eight. Minnesota, Dallas, Houston, San Jose, Vancouver, Seattle dead last. No points. Wow. Um, yeah. That's insane. Um did I see that Julian Gressel got injured pretty badly in the DC United game? I don't know. Will you Google him real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I thought I had saw somebody mentioning that he had gone down with an injury and had to get carted off or something like that. Um could have made that up though. Maybe he got taken off with a red card. But I thought he I thought he took an injury um this past weekend. Somebody had said Julian in the trap and that's what jogged my memory. Yeah, I do see I just see one tweet from somebody asking um Julian Gressel injury talked to me how bad nobody responded to that person. So it looks like a hip injury, maybe. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know. <clears throat> um, I, uh, with the West, I th- it's I don't know. I mean, Seattle surely is gonna is gonna bounce back. Minnesota is a good team. Portland's a good team. I mean, who's gonna go from the West in in the playoffs? I mean, Real Salt Lake maybe, Colorado maybe. I don't know. Um, I feel like they're a lot deeper than than is the East. The East is not looking too hot this year. Did you know Caster, Casper Shabilko? Uh, right, he went to Chicago, right? I have no he idea. Left, he left Philly. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of moves that happened in the offseason that I obviously did not pay attention to. Yeah, I definitely. I, I caught a couple of things here or there, but overall I was definitely out of the loop. So, yeah. Uh, how are you feeling going into this weekend? Um, Against Charlotte. I'd feel better if Miles wasn't out, to be completely honest. Um, I think that it's, you know, maybe it helps that you don't have so many defensive players that have to figure out what to do on the back line. But at the same time, like, I just don't know who all you put in there. I think a couple players are a lock back there. But, um, you know, I guess you just pull Campbell back to yeah play his role. But then who are you pushing up? to where Campbell was at on defensive mid. I don't know who that is now. Yeah, it's um, tough, right? Um, you don't want to put Sadich back there. Maybe. I mean, Sadich played there this past. Oh, no. Campbell was there, and then Sadich played in front of him. But, yeah. <clears throat> no, it's tough. I don't, yeah. I don't know what that looks like. No idea. Um. I don't know if you sw- you can't I don't even know you can't even switch to a three back because that's three center backs. So yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't know. Wait, yeah, I don't I don't know how I see that lineup going. It's so hard because you don't know who's going to be available on Sunday. Right, right. Well, I think it's going to be some of these guys that we haven't seen a whole lot of and don't know a whole lot about and barely recognize their names. To be completely honest, getting into that lineup. Because who was in the uh, the eighteen on Saturday that did not make it in into the lineup? So, so I know the subs were Caleb Wiley came in. Uh, I guess Alex DeJohn maybe can play center back or play defensive. I don't know. No, probably no, no, not. No. Do you put Moreno back there? Maybe Moreno all the way back to center. Or maybe, or maybe you put him. You put Hosetu back. I don't envy Gonzalo Pineda right now. No, not at all. He said, uh, Stephen Perales said, I'd give McFadden a shout. Um, guy deserves it. 
Yeah, I think that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to pull up somebody like that 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 hasn't really had a whole lot of reps. Um, try to solidify around them with the experience that you've got so that they're not on an island um, and they've just got to hold the line basically and then allow, you know, just kind of play both ends of the field and concede the midfield a little bit there, um, knowing that you're going to be devoid of some sort of control there with a defensive midfielder to kind of man the ship before you get to the back line. That's the only thing I can think of is I just mean, kind of give yeah. that up and concede it and just play on both ends. Yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah, and that's kind of lends into what Tony's saying, saying, hoping we'll start with Dom and Joseph if we're that thin offensively, because yeah. at that point you can potentially hold better up front yeah. having two guys yeah. uh, with that mentality. I don't know. Where can you put Brooks Lennon? Like, can you slot yeah. him in, in the midfield somewhere? Right. Like, cause he played, yeah. Is that? I mean, he essentially played there over the, or he played on the wing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you drop him back a little bit? Play Joseph with Dom up front. Well, that's not really Pineda's mo. I don't think. What's Hernandez is like? Is is right back his preferred yeah. position? Okay. I think he may be able to play center back because that's what I was thinking. Is do you pull him in? And that way you have Lennon over on right. You're not going to move Gutman at all. He's going to stay where he's at. Yeah, I don't know. The Franco, the Franco, um, Campbell and Hernandez trio there, how they rotate around could be shaken up slightly. I'm not sure though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you just put him back there because you're that much like that thin. I was going to see who all was in the 18 from this past weekend. Um, but like, what's the status of Bryce Washington with, uh, he's with the twos right now. I'm guessing. Can he get called up? Uh, so in the 18 that did not get called in, um, the John McFadden Shuttleworth and Ambrose were the only ones that didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. Can we bring, can we bring Bryce Washington up? I know that's probably not ideal. Oh no, to, wait. To the Conway didn't in. come in either. But no, I think now I think I think Conway's days are not numbered, but definitely yeah. limited with the way that yeah. Dom was playing. Um, yeah, Ambrose doesn't help the you there. Um, Wiley doesn't really help you there. I don't think DeJohn helps you there. McFadden. I mean, to to his point, I think that's really all you've got. There. Mo Adams would be nice right now, right? Certainly would be. Yeah. Certainly, would we got a backup keeper out of that deal. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had Sadich and Wolf in there last week, and Jose too. But <laughs> Stephen Perales saying I have, I have the answer. Another goalkeeper. Yeah, just exactly. put put another guy back there. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's like I, that I think kicking and I screaming. Think it's basically, going to be the exact same lineup that we saw this past weekend. With the exception of Miles, obviously. Miles. And the question is, who do you pull in? <sighs> All right. So here's the question. And you're going to need somebody to play more defensively. Both of them are going to play more midfield roles anyway. Um, who do you pull in, Dwyer or Moreno? Who, who's defense starting? Do you trust more? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, Marcelino Moreno. Okay. Yeah. Because I think if you bring him in, it gives it gives license to put Hosatu a little further back. I think Hosatu and Sadich together can probably hold that midfield a little better. Yeah. So maybe it's not that bad. No, Th- because that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to have yeah like uh, a six by committee because yeah. yeah I don't think either Hosatu or or uh, Sadich is going to be able to hold it down the same way that Ozzy Alonso or or Franco Barr no. or Santi Sosa would do it. So, um. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what it's called. That's the technical term. Matt Wisniewski saying a double pivot with Sadich and Hosatu and uh, Marcelino Moreno in the 10. Yep. So maybe that is the answer. Maybe we're not being pragmatic enough about it and we're panicking. But um, I, I mean, I think I still think that lineup will be good enough to at least take a point yeah, from Sunday. Yeah. I think Especially them traveling. Being at home will help. Certainly. Yeah, no, for sure. And them not being in front of a silent 75,000 person yeah. crowd. Yeah. And again, 
if <laughs> look, I'll take losing three nil in front of seventy five hundred <laughs> over setting a attendance record to lose one nil. I guess there's that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so loud when they score that goal. Still waiting. <laughs> So Still yeah, waiting. it'll. Uh, I think it'll be a fun match this weekend. In either case, um, I think that I, I think that Franco will have a little bit more pep in his step. I would hope so after that performance. You know, he's got to know that it wasn't his best performance too. Right, so, he's probably the first one to know that exactly. Yeah. So you know, I think that he's going to come out and know that he's got to step up. And, and I will say that we did see him do that more last year whenever he had to and the way that um, Escobar would do prior and LGP would do before him, where whenever the chips were down, they seemed to take on a little bit more of that responsibility and that aggression and, yeah. and play with a little bit more intensity. So I, I'm hoping with the lineup issues that we've got that we see him really work on what he wasn't able to do this past weekend. So Yeah, I hope so too. Score predictions? Hard to tell. I'll, uh, I'll say 1-1. Uh, I'll say one nil. I say I say we keep Charlotte. That's that's the last thing I want is to give up Charlotte's first goal. <laughs> give them three just scoreless, uh, scoreless matches to start their start like their it. foray into MLS. I like it. Yeah. What what say you in the uh, in the trap? How are you guys feeling about Sunday's match? What do you guys think score wise? Anthony Knights will say one nothing. I'm gonna take that as um like formatted. You know, home squad versus or home team versus away team. Um, so one nothing Atlanta. Yeah, two nothing Atlanta for Richard Gordon. I like it. I like the confidence. I wouldn't mind seeing Joseph and Dom. So you're up thinking together. one nil. Yeah. Who do you think scores it? Joseph. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he stops passing the ball. He's maybe stops. Close, man. Come, maybe stops coming so deep. He's getting close. He's getting close. Yeah. He just needs. To- a little bit better distribution. And like I said, he was just, he's just a half touch off this past weekend with one, if not two opportunities there. So yeah. I just want him to stop coming so deep into the midfield into yeah. the, into defense, like into the D and yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Matt Wisniewski saying two um, one Atlanta, Joseph brace. I would like to see that. Yeah. It's been a while since we've seen a hat trick or a brace. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last time. Arujo, didn't he have a brace last year? Ah, shit, I don't know. I was just thinking about Joseph. I thought Arujo had one last year. Maybe not. Or Barco did, right? Barco or Arujo did? Yeah. I feel I like think Barco, Barco did because yeah. he had the free kick and then the other goal too. Yeah. I think that was in the same game. Anyway. It seems like a long time ago. Did you mention the Barco goal? last week's episode oh no his first goal for river plate was pretty nasty pretty and great. also where was that when he was here no kidding he he would have taken like an extra two or three dribbles if he were here uh or th- at least if it was Dude our out here shooting like he's tito Vigial. <laughs> T- i could uh, tito are you listening was come back tito to atlanta yeah. that was a tito goal that's what that was we need tito right now yes we do give us tito I don't know. We don't need anybody over on right wing. We need somebody centrally right now, I feel like. Yeah. But we need whoever who's the state who's the secretary of state? Is it Blinken? Blinken, I need you to sign some visas. Isn't that his name? I think he's too busy filing sanctions right now to be filing visas. No, no, no. Put put all <laughs> just put the sanctions aside. I know they're important, but <laughs> got a couple visas and a couple green cards that I need you to sign. Or maybe yeah. one visa and a couple green cards that yeah. need to be signed. Just make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm hoping hoping for a good result, hoping for at least another point like you said. Um one would be great, three would be even better. Uh but definitely don't want to give up if we can. Don't want to give I'll take a nil-nil. And you're still not giving Charlotte's first goal to Atlanta. Okay. Right? But I think it's a draw this weekend. Uh, I'll okay. say 1-1. One, one. Um, anyway, anything else? No, I don't think so. I'm interested to see who you guys bring on next week. That makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a puppet show. We'll see. I think that would be pretty widely watched. If you, <laughs> <laughs> you and Dan did like a Cephal and Ollie just puppet yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. 
I would watch that. We're actually just going to do an episode of Crank Yankers. <laughs> We're just going to prank call everybody next week. Start calling people on our phone. Did anybody actually call it crank calling growing up? It was always a prank call yeah, I with a P. Did not say crank. Yeah, nobody said crank calls. Yeah, it was, I heard something else about that, like phrases. Oh, butt naked versus buck naked. Oh, I've used both. Growing like, yeah. I feel like I've used both of those phrases. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like buck naked was. I know that from Seinfeld. I think that, that was the original. Because that was like, his I think male, that's the older yeah. use of the, the, the phrase. Yeah. But never made any sense to me. Why? A deer doesn't wear clothes. <laughs> a buck is naked out there. A buck naked. Or st- I don't get Stark naked. Stark naked. Was yeah. this Iron Man? Yeah. Isn't that a phrase? No. I think he made that up. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. you know what's even a better one? Crapshoot. I hear people use crapshoot interchangeably with shit show, and it drives me mad. <laughs> That's not what that means. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. Flesh it out versus flush it out. You flesh it out. It's an idea. It's a skeleton, and you put flesh on it. No, you don't you flush, flush it out. out. If it's a bad idea, you flush it out. Yeah. yeah. Come uh, down the pike versus down the pipe. It's pike, right? Yes. Yes, like a turnpike. Yeah. Yeah, coming right down the turnpike. Turnpike. Yep. Yeah. Bar- what about Berenstein Bears? It was I dude, I was too poor for either. <laughs> <laughs> we had both. Couldn't afford either. <laughs> Whatever you want it to be. You tell me. Condensed or evaporated milk? Powdered. Pa- pa- powdered. Or- <laughs> Our milk came in pixie sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good oh, Jesus. Uh, splitting image or spitting image. I've never heard splitting oh, image. Unless you get a headache. That's a good one. Mm. That's a good one. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Um, next week, Dan and I will be back with a mystery guest. We'll find out who it's going to be probably whenever you do. So it's hint. It's Gonzalo Pineda. You got it. You heard it here first. Heinze with his first <laughs> interview since termination. <laughs> We've got him on Skype. Here we go. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, however you found us, be sure to like, subscribe, stars, reviews, at least tell a friend. Um, hope to see you guys out there this weekend. I will be. And um, yeah, hope to get a result, whatever it may be, as long as it's points, right? Yeah. So 100%. Until next week, as always, be home before dark. Bye, guys. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.